Hey, Soil Nation, welcome back to the Top Soil Podcast. Uh, this is Trent Stout with Stout Seed. Uh, look me up on Twitter, at uh, Seed Junkie, or on Facebook, at Stout Seed, um, if you have any questions regarding anything that we talk about today or anything we've talked about in the past. We love hearing your feedback and your comments. A uh, little shorter episode today, still continuing conversation on 60-inch corn. Uh, Mitchell had had given me some thoughts and some stuff that he had done on his grad work when it came to some conversations that we're currently having surrounding guys thinking about transitioning to 60 inch corn uh, for various reasons and so you know Mitchell kind of just in his last episode had thrown that back at me to kind of continue that conversation and so uh, I'll give you some general thoughts that I have on 60 inch corn and uh you know maybe try to add some value uh surrounding that conversation if that's something that that you personally are thinking about in your area so um the first thing i think that's that's most important when you're transitioning systems is to have realistic expectations um the uh, the virginia satir change model is something that I think has always been valuable. It's something that guys uh, allude to when they, you know, a lot of YouTube videos on this. And that just basically shows that anytime that you're changing something from, from status quo, so in our farming operations, whatever that status quo is, whether that's narrow rows, twin rows, uh, you know, 15 inch rows, 30 inch rows, whatever your status quo is on your farm, there's going to be this, uh, what people refer to as a learning curve or uh, as you know in that model they they kind of call that the chaos mode which is where we try to implement change and we just don't we can't control all of the aspects so there's going to be things that are unforeseeable there's things that um, are just going to go wrong and you have to have flexibility you have to be able to adapt and change and if you listen to a Lauren Steinloggy from West Union, we've talked about him several times on this podcast. He's kind of one of the forefront leaders in the state of Iowa when it comes to 60-inch rows and relay cropping and companion cropping. And uh, some of the things that he's doing is really interesting in how he's increasing profitability. Uh, but he alludes to this model as well when he talks about you know that there's there's going to be this learning curve before you can get full implementation and, and being able to adapt and change to improve and not just throw everything out the window at the, at the first sign of trouble is going to be very important so as time goes on we tend to we tend to see in farming with any implementation change as time goes on we adapt we get better we make modifications and i think that this is very similar when we talk about 60 inch corn there's going to be some hiccups but ultimately you know we're focused on the end goal of profitability and not necessarily just surrounding yield how can we make every acre more profitable and so that's that's one of the main things when i think it comes to 60 inch corn guys that are are looking at this this method it's it's not about anything other than profitability and so when you when we look at profitability in 60 inch corn we typically are talking about the implementation of relay cropping or companion cropping so relay cropping for for some of you that are new to that um, is just the idea um, as in track and field when you're running a relay we're passing that baton off 
to the next person. So um, in relay cropping, you have two crops that are harvested at different increments, primarily, and um, you're basically having one crop, so say uh, cereal rye coming out of the winter that you're going to take to seed and you're interseeding soybeans at your normal time frame into that rye so that you can combine that rye and your soybeans are already growing and flourishing and once you get that rye off then you have this relay the next leg of that that crop uh, moving forward to combine at a different at a later interval so uh, when we talk about 60 inch corn, right, uh, a lot of the conversations that I'm having are, can we use 60 inch corn uh, and then have something in those V gaps of the 60 inch corn that can be somewhat of a cash crop or a revenue provider to the farm? Uh, whether that's flail mowing alfalfa, whether that's, you know, doing something from a, a carbon standpoint or a soil organic matter standpoint or a cover crop standpoint or a forage aspect that we're putting something in between those rows, those wider rows that allow us to have this, this relay crop or companion crop that will uh, flourish after we take off the first cash crop. And I think in corn, you know, you can look at really good legumes if you have livestock in your operation, uh, depending on the type of livestock, if it's cattle, if you would already have your uh, grazing mix in that uh, in those the middle of those rows uh, flourishing capturing sunlight um, as that corn crop is is growing and then once you take the corn crop off you already are way ahead of the game from grazing uh, what's left in the residue with your cattle and ultimately uh, pushing uh, profitability through the cow to the marketplace uh, maximizing that acre and that's very key and very important. Um, I think Lauren, uh, if you, I'm not sure if you could find a tube, a video on YouTube about what Lauren's doing as far as the grazing aspect of that. Um, but he has been experimenting with sheep, and so in the, you know, putting a, he's actually grazing that all summer long in between those corn rows. Uh, he's putting sheep down the middle of those corn rows, and then allowing the sheep to graze up and down through those corn rows where the corn actually add, acts as a fence or a barrier so that those sheep kind of stay on task moving up and down through the middle of those rows and uh, for him that you know is a real cheap feed and it's it's doing something on that acre where he can maintain yields on corn and also get cheap feed and he doesn't have to uh, battle he doesn't have to battle um, the time frames and the time windows that are limiting for most people in the Midwest when it comes to grazing. Uh, the other thing that I think is very important is just we talk a lot about in cover crops having a living root 24-7. And so, you know, with 60-inch corn, you have a lot of options in how you can use carbon sink sequestration and the carbon sink to build soil organic matter because you have diversity of species growing and you also have living roots living plants on that acre for a full calendar year and so from uh, biological diversity from a soil resiliency aspect from building sequestration in your soil the, the building carbon layers in your soil 
which ultimately lead to you know uh, new topsoil and building organic matter uh, I think 60 inch corn allows us some some flexibility and the availability to be able to do this more than say 30 inch corn because we don't have the ability to capture that sunlight like we do in 60 inch corn so those are some general thoughts you know I, I think from a companion relay cropping 60 inch corn is a very favorable uh, system from a grazing option you know if you have small livestock or if you're looking to fall graze 60 inch corn is a very viable option uh, from a carbon sequestration and building soil organic matter again I think that this is a viable option and it really comes with very little modifications if you're on a 30 inch row system currently so that I think is why uh, from a profitability standpoint, from an implementation standpoint, the 60-inch corn concept is gaining some traction. We are still fairly new at most of this in the industry. Uh, this is not a widespread concept yet. So like I said, the, the, the ability to be flexible, the ability to be have an adaptation um, mindset versus an adoption mindset, uh, you have to be able to adapt to be able to maintain uh, profitability, be able to maintain yield levels um, over the long run. And I think ultimately, once we use these type of systems with the mind frame that we are after building organic matter, after putting carbon into the system, or after soil health principles, ultimately at the end of the day, you're gonna lead to more soil resiliency, more soil biological activity, and you should be able to reap the benefits economically from what those things provide. Um, so that's that's just my general thoughts on 60-inch corn uh, from the conversations that I'm having, from the directions that I feel, you know, these some of the, the growers that I work with, um, the way that they're moving and the way that they're thinking about things. Also, uh, just wanted to inform you on... You know, next week we are going to be, Mitchell and I will both be at No-Till on the Plains. Uh, No-Till on the Plains conference out in Wichita, Kansas is a, is a terrific conference year in and year out. Uh, it's one that has, you know, if you look at the bill of speakers, it's just a wealth of knowledge. And um, we're looking forward to being there. we we got a good group of, of farmers and uh, consultants from Washington County. Uh, going down to that conference, uh, learning, looking to learn a lot about these type of principles and these type of concepts. So next week we will be broadcasting live from Wichita, Kansas, um, and trying to fill you in and keep you up to date on some of the the things that we're hearing, some of the the takeaways that we have from that conference. So it should be an exciting week next week. If there's anything specifically you would like for us to find out or ask questions on or try to try to discover a little deeper knowledge on uh send us a message on facebook hit us up on twitter we'll be i'm sure you know blowing up the twitter space with uh you know things that we find interesting throughout the day so if you don't follow us already go find us follow us and uh we'll try and keep you in the loop as much as we can but again if there's something that you personally would like to to hear about um, send us a message, let us know, and uh, we will do our best to try to be your liaison uh, in Wichita next week. So if you're going, look us up. Uh, love to hear from you. Love to see you down there. Um, 
And if not, you know, stay tuned. I think we can bring you a lot of value and information. Uh, appreciate your time. We, uh, like I said, we'll be live from Wichita next week and uh, look forward to, to that week and what it brings. Thank you.